Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Carl Mollison, director and founder of the Get Wisdom Project. Carl, today's topic is karma and your fate. Can it be changed? You know, I think this is one of the most important topics we have yet to discuss. And it's a topic that has surprisingly contentious. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people about it, and I I get uh, a lot of the people don't want to believe in it. And not because it's ridiculous, but because they think it's onerous. So that's something we're going to get into today. Uh, but this idea of a law of cause and effect on the universe is critically important. Yes, yes. Well, I'll, I don't believe in crime, but the, <laughs> the, the, the world provides evidence to the contrary that it does exist. So belief is a relative term, and this does go way back. It's in uh, cultures all around the world, this phenomenon that what goes around comes around. And it's, of course, in the scriptures, and uh, people know it as what you sow, you shall reap. And the beauty of what we do as a channeler in being able to have this wonderful capability to connect to creator, the term I use for God or Allah to make it sort of generic, allows us to get more information, more specifics, the things that didn't make it into the scriptures of old because people weren't ready, they weren't able to understand the mechanisms and how things work in detail. So we can bring that to you. Well, let's get right into that. Let's bring it to them. Um, what is karma, and what is its purpose? All right, this is Creator's words in answer to that. Karma is an Eastern religious term denoting the impact of life on those who participate. Karma is thought of as a wheel that spins to and fro, giving rise to the phrase, what goes around comes around which is a commonly used recognition of the reality of karma as an influence on things. The entire universe is an intricate web of energy moving to and fro, propelled by consciousness. All things are imbued with consciousness, so all things move energy and contain energy and experience and express their meaning and purpose through energy. All movements of energy have an interplay with everything else because all is interconnected in the grandest scheme imaginable. There is an organizing principle to it all, and it is one of balance. This energy balance is the organizing principle of the entirety of the universe. It is a departure from balance that seeks to renew the order in things. And we'll see that energy returns that has been expended. Oftentimes, an action will create the essence of its opposite, as in a way, those two aspects of energy in self-canceling one another will bring things back to a neutral resting point and thus reintroduce balance. In the sphere of human life experience, Every thought launches some energy, and thoughts alone can influence other beings and the self as well. 
and change circumstances and modify behavior. And this can have further consequences that ensue. When people create an act of wrongdoing, because they are disturbed in some way and are seeking power and control over another or wanting to right a wrong, having been victimized and wanting retribution, or at least to confront their perpetrator and hold them accountable, perhaps bringing in reinforcements as an additional source of power if they feel this is needed, those actions set in motion a series of potential consequences. And depending on their effectiveness in obtaining restitution, there can be a rapid rebalancing or further perturbation and even chaos. Once perturbed, there will be a natural need and desire to restore the proper equilibrium. And so there will be a counteraction that is initiated. This is what creates the interplay. It is always the seeking of a return to order and balance and a consequence of things being perturbed to cause a response or backlash, as the case may be. Every rash act, every act of indifference, judgment, punishment, manipulation, criticism, physical violence, accusation, or condemnation will have a consequence And that consequence will return to the one launching the original negativity. While they may feel it's justified, the recipient may feel put out and take matters into their own hands and seek retribution. And this can get a kind of war going in human settings where there can be ongoing feuds and disputes that never seem to be resolved. This is always a kind of folly because in actuality, both parties lose by a negative exchange of energy. So the karmic consequences also inherently a teacher. It teaches about right and wrong. It teaches about justice. It teaches about proportionality of an emotional investment in response to something. So people hopefully learn to govern their emotions and make judicious choices in their interactions to not inflame another party or worsen raw feelings that may start with a misunderstanding and can be satisfied many times with a simple apology, but all too often become exaggerated through a defensive response that is unsatisfying to the wounded party and things worsen from there and escalate in intensity. Wow, that's a lot to take in. That last paragraph, I think, is critical. And introducing the idea that that karmic consequences are inherently a teacher. Um, one of the objections that people have with karma is this onerous aspect that a loving God would not put in place a system that balanced negative, you know, causing a repayment of, of negative actions and consequences and thoughts. I think that's wise. But uh, it's interesting that a lot of people have a, a reaction to it. Um, mm-hmm. So who or what keeps track of these energies and, and carries out the rebalancing? All right, that's, that's a very interesting aspect. And this speaks to the wisdom in the universe. So this is what Creator says about that. Karma keeps things honest in the sense that nothing escapes its notice. Energy is exact and always moves in proportion to the energy applied. 
It is also the case that karmic events are recorded for all time. They are on file in the so-called Akashic Records. And recorded there too is the individual or group of individuals involved in the event. So the energetic signature of a skirmish will have the names of all involved and all will be interconnected by the energy description. So it is very much like a vast hall of records, keeping track of all that takes place, who was there, what was said and done, what the consequences were that played out, and the ultimate status, which often is a situation of distress that is unresolved. This inherently is a state of imbalance, and because nature needs balancing, the forces of nature will seek a rebalancing at some point in time. This is automatic and occurs on its own. This is part of the design of the universe and part of the very fabric of which the universe is constructed. So the energy of interactions is recorded along with who was involved and the net result energetically. And any unbalancing will call on the person responsible to put the energy back, to replace it in some way and rebalance things once again. This becomes an obligation that is enforced by the law of karma, which governs this entire interchange and is like a giant clockwork mechanism that is unfailing and unstoppable. It seeks precision and order. And when something falls behind, will eventually cause an acceleration somewhere to put more energy back in, to replace what was given up or misdirected somehow to throw something out of balance. In this way, no bad deed goes unpunished because eventually the perpetrator will have the energy of the discord they cause returned to them. It will have their name on it and this will be inexorable. It will find them if not in the current life, in a future life. This is how karma is created and goes on record. Oh, I think that's a, that last paragraph is critically important too to really understand the mechanism involved. Um, So ultimately, perpetrators can't really get away with anything. What about good deeds? Don't these matter karmically? Very good question. And here we get back to the idea of balance, because it's not all about dark doings, the universe. The whole point of it is to give and receive love. So there's lots of goodness going on in an ideal setting, at least. And so this is what Creator says about that. The same is true for all good deeds as for the bad things that happen because of poor human choices. When people act through love, share love with another, express love in some way, reward someone with an act of loving kindness, that too is recorded. And the energetic signature of the event has positive energy associated with it. That too is linked to whoever caused the event to happen and will seek them in the future to return that energy. This will be perceived as a reward because that will be in the form of a 
of the return consequence. It will be a blessing of some kind. It will be a benefit, a positive event to raise them up, to increase their happiness, to give them a kind of reward for the prior investment in doing something nice. These behaviors and consequences will not go unnoticed. The wheel of karma moves both good and bad, and no one escapes. This certainly puts into focus the benefit of living a good life, of being kind and generous, and living a life of virtue rather than negativity, conflict, and causing harm to others or the self. I think that there's something really important about how love and um, gratitude can balance out events that are caused by negative emotion, negative decisions. You know, in in electricity or even in uh, radio transmissions over the air, the idea of a wavelength, most most people have seen this in high school, you know, in the old oscilloscope where you see the line going up and down. And if you introduce the opposite wavelength, it cancels out. Mm -hmm. So I think there's an interplay going on between um, expressing negative actions and emotions and causing pain and suffering versus bringing in love and generosity and kindness, and that can act to balance out the karma. That's the whole idea behind karma to begin with. Exactly, exactly. It's a, it's a guiding mechanism, it's a reinforcing mechanism, and it is a, a kind of leveling the score, restoring order through mandating a repayment. And so it has all those elements of a controlling mechanism. But its purpose is to keep things orderly and to teach us along the way so we can do better and then stay on track. It's not designed to just be a total thorn in our side. We create the thorn in our side. And that's the whole point of the discussion. It doesn't come from the universe to start trouble. We start the trouble and then the universe responds accordingly. So the the beauty of forgiveness and active forgiveness comes into play here too that when you forgive someone you are helping to settle that account to change that ledger it's stored in the akashic records on file about that person in the prior event of some kind and you're letting the universe know okay i'm satisfied we can write this off to history, and well, that changes things in the future then. In my experience, forgiveness is a conscious choice that has the profound effect of eliminating your anger and your feelings of, of desiring retribution and condemnation for someone else. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily come automatically. That's actually an act of will. And people have to actually choose to engage in that um, in that exercise. Forgiveness is truly an exercise. And I think people sometimes need reasons to go into that exercise. It's not easy to forgive. You know, it, it can be it can be extremely difficult and challenging to do so. So I don't I mean, we, neither of us want to whitewash that. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, um, it's called for, it's very important, but in order to engage in it, it's important that people understand 
why it's important. Yes. And, and not just for the benefit of the other, for the benefit of the self. Yes, and, and let me speak to that a little bit, because as a healer, uh, this is a dynamic running through all of life and all the dilemmas people face. So the fact that people have a discord, they have a grudge, they have a grievance, this speaks to their need for healing. And if you have trouble forgiving someone, there is a healing need in you. So someone who is really on the level of a saint does not judge, does not condemn, does not hate, does not dislike. They see the light in the other person and know they're just troubled. They're off track somehow. And it's a dilemma for them. And it need not be a dilemma for for you yourself. So forgiveness is an, an enlightenment that brings in love and understanding to all parties involved. And it's interesting to use the word in enlightenment because the word light not only is illumination, but it's also lacking weight. And, yes. and enlightenment means taking the weight off. Forgiveness takes that weight of grievance away from you. Yeah. And that's a heavy burden to carry around. Yeah, it's, it's elegantly stated. Well, here's, here's a, another uh, analogy I make for clients in just talking about this principle that karma is really like a law of physics. It's no different than gravity. You know, what goes up must come down. If you throw a brick straight up, that thing's going to come down. And the question is, where is it going to land? It might miss you, at least for now. It might land on your toe. It might take the edge of your nose off. It might land on your head or your shoulder. But karma is like this. You launch something, it's going to come back to you. You can count on it. It's just as reliable as gravity. It might take its time. But eventually, it will seek you out. And this is what Creator has said through this whole discourse here. That you know it's what? a property of the universe, interwoven, and it keeps everything humming. You know, it, it, Creator talked about, you know, the recording of the law of karma and the Kashic records and that kind of thing. But I had the thought, and you might want to you know, ask you to run this by Creator at some point, that in a very real way, aren't we the ledger for karma? That when we hold a grievance and a grudge, that's karma that we're holding on to, that we're recording. And that's going to impact us and somebody else in the future. And vice versa, when we impact somebody else and they hold that grudge agreements, they're recording the karma. So it, in some ways, when people say, well, who's keeping score? You are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, this is one of the harder things to understand, that we're never separate from the struggle. We're part of it directly. And people underestimate their role in keeping things going that don't need to. And this is the folly of nations at war and on and on and on. But on a local level and relationship level, this, this is where the problems fester. Yes. And they, they keep bouncing back and forth in, in, a, in a contest and a skirmish at times and then worse. And we're going to get into the healing of karma because the act of forgiveness is something that you can do for yourself as well as offer to another. But to really balance karma out, sometimes we'll take, you know, a, a, an abeyance of the energies on both sides. So we'll get into that yes. in the next episode, next segment. And we are coming up on a break, Carl. Uh, we're going to get more into this in the next segment. Be sure to visit getwisdom.com slash prayer to get our prayer book. 
skitwisdom.com slash LHP to get a description of the Lightworker Healing Protocol. And we'll be back right after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment. We are talking about the law of karma, also known as the law of cause and effect, and why it determines your destiny. Carl, who or what enforces karma? We were talking about that just before the break, but let's go into that in more detail. Yes, and this this is interesting, and, and it illustrates the reach that we get in being able to talk to creator directly and get clarification. One of the problems I bump to, into regularly is often there are not words yet in the language to describe the phenomena of the universe and particularly how we work and how the divine realm works in actuality. But we do the best we can. So here's what Creator says about who or what enforces karma. This is not a mindless force of nature, but it is a force of nature to be sure. It is a force of great power, but also great intelligence, because it is designed to use information as a means and conveyance of the energy in question. So it is a redirection of energy that takes place across time and can track everything at once and see energy is directed where it needs to go to render a consequence and readjust and rebalance old wounds and the mistakes of the past. 
to accomplish this requires precision and an ability to be controlled in a purposeful, logical, and precise way without error. This is why it is designed to work automatically, so as to remove the possibility of human error or the error of other beings that may be involved in a particular situation. You know the consequences of human error from experience. It is hardly a match for the laws of physics with respect to their precision and reliability and their reproducibility as well. They can be relied on to repeat the same response over and over and over with an exactitude far exceeding human capability. The law of karma is exactly like this because it is a law of physics and metaphysics as well because it includes much additional information to define the purpose of energy and the information needed to carry out the rebalancing required when the universe is perturbed in some way. Many things that befall humans, especially when they seem to be a perfect comeuppance, when perpetrator suffers the same fate, are attributed to divine intervention, an act of retribution by an angry God, meeting out justice to the evildoer. This is always an incorrect assumption because it is not what creator does. Indeed. So really what we're learning from here is that karma is an automatic mechanism um, that yes, creator set that up in the beginning, but it runs essentially on autopilot and it just, it works perfectly. It takes in energy, it records it, and then it, uh, it deals with it to balance it out. It's an automatic mechanism. It plays no favorites. It's true for everybody equally in a sense, and it works at the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my understanding of it. So if this karmic force is automatic, um, what role does creator play in all this other than having set it up to begin with? All right. This is, What creator tells us about this question. Creator's role is to forgive the perpetrator when it is appropriate to do so. To at times step in and redirect things through healing that would otherwise cascade again and again, back and forth with acts of negativity, and then a backlash that triggers another act of negativity in an almost unending sequence. This can happen when things are left almost entirely to human choice. But that is because of the need for greater learning. This is the task at hand, to grow through enlightenment to better understand the divine path and how to follow the divine way and avoid the trap of karma by creating a negative consequence that will undermine the self inevitably. In this way, the application of justice is built in. It may take an extended period of time for this to play out, but eventually is certain that at some point all will be replaced, repaid, and accounted for, where the punishment will truly fit the crime. Wow. You know, this this notion of an automatic mechanism, because I, I, I do computers for a living, and so I've, I've written automation code. And while it can work perfectly, um, there are edge cases where 
it can kind of run off on its own and create bigger problems than it solves, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting that it seems to be hinted here that there are there are circumstances where karma can kind of cascade. The word cascade is used here, and and essentially um, become like a rolling wave of negativity that requires an intelligence outside of the automation to step in and correct it. And mm-hmm. we find that to be true with automation of all sorts in the real world. So it's not terribly surprising that it might actually work that way in a universal fashion as well. Yes. Well, you know, thinking about my simple analogy I mentioned earlier about a person tossing a brick straight up and that brick inevitably coming back down and it might miss them. It might hit a small part of them. It might hit a less essential part or it might conk them on the head and do serious damage. Well, karma will be more precise than you in tossing that up. And in fact, that brick might come down again and again and again until you get the message. (laughs) So you could be wounded over and over and over by an act stemming from one action of yours. And it might come back as two bricks or 10 bricks because sending that brick up may bump into others and cause them harm. That adds to the debt incurred by your action. And it is a reinforcing mechanism, and it grows over time. Wow. Karma consequences of wrongdoing are often blamed on God when it's actually a dispassionate karmic rebalancing that's just restoring order. How does karma know who to target and precisely what to do? All right, and this is what Creator says about that. The precision of the karmic response to the launching of energy by the conscious acts of an individual follows from the energy created being stored on record in the vast repository of all knowledge. The Akashic record maintains a recorded sequence of all that happens and the energetic signature of all who participated and the details of the interchange are included as well. In this way, everything that happens, good or bad, is defined and described in an accurate and exact representation as an energetic signature that is very much like a biographical sketch describing the main characters, the course of events, what transpired, and what were the consequences. This is a dynamic, ever-changing body of information as new experiences are added constantly and old ones are extended through the looping of time and the rendering of the karmic backlash to further alter the trail of events as the energy circles back around to the original actions and who was responsible. And then the energy will impinge and this will have consequences that further modify the ongoing record and will either be improving things or worsening them for the most part, thereby creating new karma with consequences. This re-echoing and re-echoing is very much a consistent feature of karma and is responsible for much negativity and unhappiness. This is very evident in many people's lives where they seem to be in a rut, repeating the same mistakes again and again 
or have the same seeming bad luck befall them again and again and again. It is partly learned behavior and habit, but always a significant part of what takes place is the energy of karma impinging on the individual in their circle to carry out their role in recreating a prior karmic event with a new variation or version at times, but always following a script previously written and launched energetically. It is very much like the script of a play that will be enacted again and again, much as people come together to rehearse the same scene again and again until they get it right. In this case, they are rehearsing the reliving of a prior circumstance to see if they can change what happens sufficiently to bring about a final resolution that will heal all that took place and let all the parties off the hook, so to speak, so they can stand down and return to other matters and no longer have to repeat the same series of mistakes or exaggerated responses to something and thereby worsen things. This is something I'm sure everybody has seen a time or two or ten in the people around them. You know, yes. the many people with long struggles and habits of uh, self-destructive behavior, they can't break free or they return again and again. This just goes on and on. And you know, it's such a common theme. Indeed. You know, this reminds me of the movie Groundhog Day. Uh, if, if somebody hasn't seen that movie, most people have seen it. If you haven't seen it, I think that's a good movie to check out. I think that the law of karma is very elegantly portrayed in that movie. Yes. Um, where you're doing the same thing over and over again, trying to get it right, mm-hmm. and sometimes making your situation worse <laughs> before it gets better. But eventually, the lessons are learned. And, right. uh, and that's the whole point of this thing. And the parallel is quite close to reality because we reincarnate and we're not done when we leave here we leave a mess and we come back and we pick up where we left off this is decided on up in the light to come back and work on what came before and we'll come back and be even with the same family members recreating the same family drama and even the real horrible things You know, it's shocking when I work on people and I look at their Akashic records intuitively, I'll see how they may have the same dad who abused them in a prior life, or they're an abuser, or there's a a, a huge tragedy that has happened in several lifetimes, and it's going on right now in their current life. This is karma. It keeps you working at things until you get it right. And it's not pleasant, but that's not the point of life. The point of life is to do well and to graduate from the need to overcome limitation and to learn about limitation. So this is a school, and it's kind of like kindergarten, where nobody's really civilized yet (laughs) everybody comes in with crude urges and emotions and wanting to be the center of things and so on and then they kind of fight it out in some way and so life is like that in a broad sense and we're working at this we're on a learning curve 
And I'm sure you've seen in your work, Carl, and I know I have in my studies over the years with reincarnation, that a lot of times roles get reversed. So yes. if you were the oppressive parent, um, the child that was the recipient of that negative behavior could turn around and be your parent in a future life, and you're their child, you know. How about um, that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now the interesting thing, though, is that the two sides of the coin don't necessarily figure out the game at the same time, you know. And uh, that's where forgiveness comes in. But it could also harken back to where Creator talked about times where there's intervention. Yes. And I have to wonder, you know, when some when one half of the karmic equation learns their lesson, the other half hasn't. How long is the other half going to be allowed to be a scourge to the one who has, you know? Um, well, I can answer that. I can speak to it at least. Sure. Karma will out. So if someone heals themselves or gets a divine healing done to accelerate things, which is one of the things we do to help people with, they don't have to come back in that same group of people and battle it through but someone else with that similar background and history and experience base will jump in and they'll come back and be the whipping boy or be the scapegoat or the black sheep who torments the others or a domineering parent who trump makes their kids troubled and unhappy and, and until they learn the consequences wow. of doing that. You know, I, that's something that even... Put a little light bulb on for me just now, actually, that uh, mm-hmm. that you could have four people and there's two, you know, the connections going on between two different people. Two of them learn the lesson. And so they get to kind of fall off of that equation. And the two that remain can then become attached to each other. I, I see that the wisdom of that. I haven't yeah. actually I haven't actually considered that dynamic before, but that's very, very interesting. Well, we're light beings, we're spiritual, we are divine, and people will volunteer to come in and sacrifice themselves to a horrible ending as a lesson for the others who still need to learn their karmic end of things. This is done all the time. The classic thing is uh, children who have a fatal illness, you know, leukemia or cancer, and and they're like angels that come in to teach their parents a special lesson about love through the loss of their offspring. And they go through the pain and suffering of it to teach the lesson for their dear parents who they are in a soul group with. Wow. So there's a lot to the backstory. Yeah, there, 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 it, it does seem that uh, coming into a physical incarnation and when you're figuring out ahead of time doing the planning and the light before you reincarnate that the balancing of karma really does seem to be the top priority. Yes. Well, it's, as Creator says, it is inexorable and will happen. It will find you. It will bring that energy to you. And it sets you up with a certain genetic complement and it sets you up with a, a circle of players who are programmed by their karma to fit the roles needed in this drama that will play out in your life. And so this is how it's orchestrated. And often it's the people you've been in other lives with where the trouble started or was experienced before. You don't get away from your perpetrators. You have to help heal them through forgiveness or through a mutual coming 
together a meeting of minds and so on. We're going to we're going to talk about healing of karma and uh, more in depth in the next segment, which is coming up right now. Be sure to visit getwisdom.com and, and check out uh, our online creator database. If you sign up as a participant, we got an awful lot of creator wisdom that's available for you. Check it out, getwisdom.com, and we'll be back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work, and you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the last segment of Get Wisdom. Uh, I'm Brian along with Carl. Uh, We're talking about the law of karma, uh, the rewards and punishments that are kind of our own doings, and how we can ultimately heal them as well. So, um, Carl, you're going to give us an example, I think. Yeah. uh, Well, I I thought of this last night. Uh, You know, I I always like to give examples from my healing work because I'm able to see in the Akashic records of things that have happened for folks and understand their past life dilemmas because they take the form of a karmic contract. And one can see these if you're intuitive. And you can ask to be shown things. And that's one of the unusual aspects of all this, (laughs) that because everything is stored on record, it's a constant recording of the doings of everything in the universe. There is nowhere to hide. There are no secrets. This is all there and visible for all to see. You have to have the intuitive ability. 
but it shows you that there's no workaround. There's no there's no shortcuts. There are no escape hatches. Karma will find you. So here's here's an interesting example one wouldn't expect. We, I do a, a series of channelings, and these are on Get Wisdom, our website, getwisdom.com. And I channel beings in the light who have been prominent figures through history for a variety of reasons. And I was channeling Ludwig van Beethoven recently because we're always interested in people who are in different spheres of activity. They all have something to teach us because they're in the divine mode now when they go back to the light. And so we asked Beethoven, was there a karmic cause of his deafness? This great composer went deaf towards the end of his life, but composed some of the greatest music of his career while he was hearing impaired and essentially deaf. Which is and, amazing for many people. Yes. Well, Beethoven explained to us that the reason he had deafness was a karmic consequence of a prior life where he was competing with another composer and did something underhanded to sideline him. And the consequence was in the current life where he truly achieved prominence wide recognition and a a stature of greatness, his best works, he never heard. So he could still create to benefit others, but could not directly enjoy the creations himself in the same way he'd had previously, nor could he hear the applause. He could see the people clapping, but he was denied feeling it energetically that's karma for you what an elegant kind of precision to keep the good going in someone but to give a consequence for something negative they have done in like manner so there are innumerable situations where this happens very much like this Wow. Well, that brings us to the question, can karma be changed or healed to end or prevent problems? All right. So this is what Creator says about this, because this is the key to our future, because we need healing desperately. So this is what Creator says. This is the ultimate purpose of karma in the first place, not to see everyone gets punished, but to provide a self-correcting mechanism for the universe to keep things returning to a state of balance and everything that implies equanimity, fairness, comfort, stability, security, safety, and contentment are all products of energetic balance and equanimity where all are satisfied and all are at peace. Because everything is interconnected, when one suffers, all will suffer in some way, eventually. This is why injustice needs to be corrected, because the universe will be unstable until that happens, and eventually everyone will feel the perturbation that results. When many acts of negativity are launched close together or simultaneously, 
there is a huge consequence that drags everyone down and the resulting chaos is the greatest of challenges to resolve and return to a state of calm once again. There are many victims and all of the suffering compounds the problem. This in part is why wars are so difficult to contain and bring to an end. They are creating a huge karmic burden constantly as time goes forth. So restitution becomes always a future eventuality and can never seem to happen finally because of the continuing onslaught with new tragedies taking place again and again and again, making peace impossible because the launching of karmic suffering perpetuates the struggle and one can never catch up. It takes an extraordinary leap to gain control and end large-scale conflict. This is mostly achieved through the divine realm interceding in response to prayer requests. As we are the court of last resort when karma gets out of hand and becomes an insurmountable source of negativity in its own right. In the meantime, at a minimum, it serves as a useful reminder that one will pay for misdeeds. And that is a good thing to have in people's awareness constantly because no one escapes the consequences of karma. There will always be a reckoning and it may well be a painful one. The healing of the negativity allows the negative energy to dissipate and in effect, love comes in as a replacement. It may be in the form of level-headed thinking, an act of contrition, an apologetic gesture, or a profound act of forgiveness. In whatever way love is fed into the problem, it can right the wrong and restore balance by counteracting negative energy in the energetic signature. So what is on file to be in disarray can be overridden, and this cancels the karmic debt as though it never existed. And a healthy balancing will develop and restore order and stability. People can become more healthy, more grounded, more even-handed, more tolerant, and more forgiving once their issues are healed. So attending to karma in all its forms will have a very beneficial and positive effect on the whole of human culture. Wow, that's profound. Uh, so attending to your own karma, you know, take, looking at your own grievances and figuring out how to heal those, how to dismiss those, how to uh, reduce those, you're in effect going to be helping all of humanity in that process. Yes, absolutely. And that is a positive energy you're feeding back into the universe. So there are two basic ways to compensate for the negative actions you may have taken over the years and the lifetimes. One is to go through a similar period of negativity directed at you. Another is to act in a high-minded way, in a divine way, walking a divine path and giving love freely to others through sharing, through nurturing, through assisting people and helping them overcome difficulties. That can be a way to pay back karmic debts without suffering personally. Sure, you're, you're taking your energy and your time and maybe you're not getting rich, but by doing good for others, 
you can work off karmic debt. And that's really, really helpful. So there's really two ways that people can are affected by karma or can affect karma. I mean, you could, so many people are probably just passive. You know, they don't even believe in karma, but karma's acting on them. And so much that's happening to them is happening to them via the karma that they develop. But you can also take an active approach to, to engage in the behaviors you're talking about and thereby reduce, heal, and restore the energy balance through directed will, through your own conscious participation. Yes, absolutely. So, so I'll go ahead, Carl. All right. The the main thing we want to get across is that karma is healable. So we've put together what we call the Lightworker Healing Protocol, which we teach to others. I use this to help people all around the world. We're going to be talking about this extensively in our next program. And I mention it here because one of the things that it does very elegantly is to work on a person's karma, to bring things back into balance. You have a very interesting example here that we need to get into because we're already racing towards the close. An auto accident recently killed a pregnant mother and her three young sons, along with her unborn child, while on their way to Bible camp. This is the kind of event that makes people question their faith. Was there a karmic reason behind this tragedy? Okay, and this is what Creator says about this. This was entirely karmic. There were past experiences in the lives of all involved where there were early deaths from tragic accidents. And this karma had not been healed and was therefore waiting for a resolution in the form of a healing intervention to prevent the need to re-experience this or to go through the same circumstances once again to satisfy the karmic predisposition for undergoing tragedy. This is yet another re-experiencing, and now that they have transitioned, the opportunity is lost to take a preventive measure with healing. This is typically the case for so few do any exploration of their past lives and their current karmic issues that may be rumbling. So Creator goes on to tell us that the beauty of the work with the Lightworker Healing Protocol that many, many times as we help to repair past life contracts and soul fragment issues and the other energetic entanglements people have with perpetrators and individuals in prior lifetimes where difficulty and tragedy has happened, there are in fact preventive interventions that result. And this work can be done for the asking. It's not that you can make someone perfect necessarily, But you can't do any better than getting the divine realm to use its highest level healing operations to bring in assistance for people. So this is something the creator went on to to say. I'm just summarizing a bit because there's a, a little bit of a lengthy discourse. But creator shared with us that if the family in question here had had a session with this Lightworker Healing Protocol, this entire experience would have been avoided. It was a karmic setup, rushing to happen. But if healing comes in time, you can forestall calamities. And this is quite a blessing. And to have a window into it and a deeper perception and understanding of how this is brought about 
is kind of a miracle in its own right and need not be as mysterious as we think it is because we're just living in a state of unawareness in ignorance of how the divine realm does things. Indeed. So we'll be talking about that next week. We, we talk about healing across time domains. And that's how karma can best be readjusted and reworked. Indeed. Please tune in next week as we go into the Lightworker Healing Protocol in more depth and and talk about the healing of karma and a lot of personal dilemmas. And please contact us at contact.getwisdom.com. You can also visit our website and inquire about healing sessions that uh, we can actually do for you to bring about healing uh, to help with any issues that uh, that you might have that are very personal and, and are emotional. Um, we're down to the very bitter end here, Carl. Uh, thank you very okay. much for joining us today, and uh, we look forward to speaking with you next week. All right. Take care. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 